and live music promotion, go to www.subliminalsf.com and check out their hilarious t-shirts and super cool bands at clubs and bars all over the Bay Area. Subliminal SF creates amazing flyers, posters, and design for every need. So go now to www.subliminalsf.com and experience what this wonderful local business has to offer. Oh, happy hour. What could be happier than 23 comics doing jokes for each other and at a radio listening audience? Puppets, kittens, unicorns, porn maybe? Oh, well, stage time makes them happy and this super happy comedy open mic is open every Friday from 6 to 8 p.m. But you can also listen anytime by downloading the podcast at Meet New Radio FM Index at Podcasts. PCRcollective.org. So come live or listen later or to every happy hour mic Friday from 6 to 8 p.m. at Radio FL Mutiny Radio. I just fucked that up again. What the fuck is wrong with me? Yeah! You got it. I got it. Billy Bob, you ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be, like, in front of an audience? Like, other than, like, squirrels, dogs, and dead persons? Well, shoot. From time to time, I've been giving it a thought of two. You know, if you go to Joke Workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes. And they'll even say nice things, dude, before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dang nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! I may never sleep again. And it sounds like you, Alex, may want to check out the number 4AltaCalifornia.com. That's 4AltaCalifornia.com for a non-addictive pharmaceutical-free alternative to smoking medical marijuana. Check them out today at number 4AltaCalifornia.com. Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me sea dogs and get aboard me pirate ship 
as we set sail for the seas of Mutiny Radio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy. are barking and that means it's eight o'clock and it's time to get started here on the joke not joke workshop it's fantastic comedy club up too many shows here at mutiny radio uh hey it is time though for fantastic comedy clubhouse and tonight is a very very special show because it is the hell hat it is a favored show here at mutiny radio once a month we do this where the people put things into this scary Russian hat thing that I have that's made of fur that's been dead for a long time. So don't be angry about the fur. Uh, But it's going to be a great time and we're all going to be doing improv weirdness based off these little pink slips of paper that everyone's putting into this crazy Russian hat. And uh, I'm excited to get started for tonight. Uh, Your first comedian is me. So I'm going to run around to the side of the world And uh, that's how it's going to go. Yay! Mutiny Radio. No dead air. Yay! Yay! Oops, I just spilled all of the things on the ground. I have ruined the hat. In front of everybody. Hey, everybody, welcome <laughs> to Mutiny Radio. It is time for Pam Pass's Comedy Clubhouse. It's the Hell Hat. Here it is. Here's the Hell Hat. Before I start pulling things out of this crazy hat, uh, we're going to sing a little song. If you know how it goes, sing along with me. M U T I N Y Comedy Clubhouse. Comedy. Clubhouse. Comedy. Clubhouse. Together we will bring our jokes up high. Hi, hi. God, I love that Gorilla Glue. You guys like that strain? I love that Gorilla Glue strain. It's so good. M-U-T-I-N-Y, Comedy Clubhouse. You want to come inside my clubhouse? Yay! Yay! Here we are. It's the Hell Hat. I'm super excited. I'm just going to hang this little ditty up over here and just start pulling things out. We still have some, some things going in. That's exciting. But uh, yay! I was I was super stoked to read some of these on the internet today. It's almost cheating because, you know, I have to write them all down, so I sort of know all the things that are in the hat. And God, I hope talk about how awesome Clay Newman is. All right, pulling out. Here we go, pulling out. <laughs> you guys never heard that before, right? All right, number one, the benefits of drug abuse. Duh. <laughs> You stupid fucks. I'm, I've been high all day. What, what do you mean? There, there, there are detriments to drug abuse? Stop it. I've changed my entire life to smoke pot every day all the time. No one else has done that? Anybody else? Failure to their parents? Uh, I, no, I really did. I changed my entire life so I could smoke pot all the time. Used to be a credentialed teacher. Wasn't allowed to smoke as much pot doing that. Also, I had to be awake at 7.15 in the morning. Fuck that. The benefits of drug abuse are sleeping in. That's like the number one benefit. You get to actually feel good about yourself when you wake up at 11 in the morning. Isn't that nice? You know, no hangover. Also, smoking pot relieves hangovers. Number two benefit of drug abuse. Also, marijuana is not a drug. 
Uh, I've never sucked dick for coke, though. I don't do that kind of... Not that I don't... I mean, I don't suck dick, but I also don't do coke, so there's this thing there. Uh, I saw this one today. Uh, <coughs> make a prediction about the next superfood. We've had goji berries. We've had the kelp. We've had kale. What is the next fucking superfood? Uh, cum is actually the new superfood. It's amazing. It's low-calorie, high-protein, and... If you, get, uh, if you get a facial, if you get shot in the face and you let it dry, it actually pulls out the wrinkles. So it's really, really uh, beneficial. I think it is the new superfood, if everyone will just get on board with that. I'm sure you guys all want that, right? Yeah. All right. I need an audience suggestion now. <laughs> pizza. pizza. I'm supposed to make up a one-liner about pizza. Uh, <laughs> you know what the best thing about pizza is? Nothing. I in the morning. I always like I, I burp in the morning and all that pizza. And I don't brush at night. I eat the pizza and then I don't brush it in the morning. I'm like getting pieces. It's like breakfast in. It's already in my mouth. Isn't that nice? It's not a one-liner. That was like a story joke. That doesn't count. Oh, I suck. Here we go. <clears throat> Pulling these things apart. Talk about that time you got sick. Man, I got so sick at the corn concert in 1999. <laughs> Man, that was sick. I think they mean like, <laughs> like sick, sick. But I don't think there's any funny times that I've been sick. I'm just a whiny little bitch. I'm like, I need soup. Pet my head. <laughs> Tell me I'm nice and I don't have snot running out of my nose. Uh, it's not as the new. That's the, that's going to be the new sexual flu. That's going to be the new superfood is snot because that's gross. Tacos, but bread instead of shells. Great idea. I'm probably going to do that tonight because I don't have, what are you going to make your own shells? Or like, I got tortillas. Tortillas are like the bread of the Mexicans, right? I mean, Latinos. I'm sorry. I'm such a racist. I mean, it's not a, but white bread. What I'd like to do actually is, do you guys remember, I'm in, I'm, my head's stuck in the 90s. Do you guys remember those things when you were in college, when you were my age? Some of you aren't going to remember that obviously because you weren't born yet. But uh, it was one of those machines that it's like a waffle iron except it takes your bread and then it makes it into like sandwich pockets and you press it down and it makes it. See, now that you could make a white bread into a taco. It could be very delicious if you use that weird machine. You have no, no idea what I'm talking about. There are these machines where you put a piece of bread in and then you put stuff and you put another piece of bread and you put butter and you smash it down and it would make it like into an empanada almost. Except it was like a really white empanada. <laughs> it was, it's what? No, 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 no. I think the Foreman Grill eventually got an attachment that was this thing, but no, the, a black guy was doing the Foreman Grill. This is a specifically white invention for, for, for white trash people that want to, like you got to take mac and cheese and you like put it inside white bread with a little cheese on the outside and call it like a, yeah, I call it delicious. <laughs> Dip that shit in some, in some uh, ketchup and you can be white today. Uh, what celebrity mashup are you? I saw all of these today, the three celebrities that together become you. And I would have to say that I am Tatum O'Neill, and none of you know who that is. <laughs> Tatum O'Neill? I, I know. See, I got my Gen Xer over here. It's like, Tatum O'Neill. She, she was kind of famous in the late 70s and did some movies, and then she was married to John McEnroe. Anyways, I kind of look like her. Uh, and then I would also say... Um, she was in Malkovich, Malkovich, and 40-Year-Old Virgin. Who is that one? I look like her. Catherine Keener. 
So Tatum O'Neill, Catherine Keener, and then Jan from the Muppets. Remember the one that was like the stoner in the band who was like constantly doing this with her hair, just like you guys. Okay, for sure. Yeah, that was a good impression. Ah, oh, it wasn't a good impression. Okay. Fucking Jesse Warren. This is bullshit. Okay, so this is like, this is for Jesse Warren. This is like me doing CrossFit. I'm planking right now on the stage. Here's a push up. Oh, look, I'm not even doing girl push ups. Do you see that? Look at that real push up. I'm supposed to tell a joke while I'm doing this. Uh, let's see. How many girls can do actually push ups? Feminism, yay! I could do more than that. I bet if we had a push up contest, I could beat most of you fake little bitches in here. I got good upper body strength for an old lady. All right. Ah, uh, so uh, why do you love or hate children? These are easy, these are easy questions. Uh, I, uh, I hate children because they, they fuck up beautiful women's bodies everywhere. Like, remember all those ladies who used to be pretty and now their asses are like, they can't even take up one seat on the bus and then they actually take up four seats because they have a fucking stroller with their fucking kid there. Put the kid on your lap and fold that bitch up. What the fuck are you doing? You can put the kid on your lap. You gotta take up four spaces. Like, your ass takes up two spaces now. Good job. And then you can put the baby in the thing and you're taking up everybody. Kids are always in the way. Also, they're stealing all our water. Do you see? I was on the bar the other day, and there were these, oh, God, they were ugly, ugly people. Like, they were ugly, and they had triplets, and their triplets were ugly. And I was like, all right, cool, you had three of them, but this is the fucked up thing. They had a fourth child, and it was ugly, too. I was like, you guys, you don't get to keep having kids thinking that this one's going to be good looking. Look at your genes. You're both ugly people. Stop it. Stop having children. They're going to take my water. I'm going to be old, and I want to drink water. What are we going to do? We're going to just feed the kids apple juice? Like, you have to have water to make apple juice. Okay, last, last one. Here we go. Oh, God. Fuck this person. I think this is actually Ian Levy's. Nurse a dying horse during the set. Who the fuck writes? What does that even mean? Like, I'm, I'm sorry, Mr. Ed. I'm sorry that you've been dead for years and years. I'm so glad to be a joke. It's okay. Cough it out, honey. It's, you're going to be fine. I'm stroking its little face and, ah, don't bite me. I don't have any sugar cubes. Okay, that was, <laughs> that was not the best horse act out that's ever been done. All right, we're going to get started and see what happens with this amazing hat here. On, uh, I'm going to sit in the front row and we're going to figure all this shit out. Your first comedian of the night, he's all the way from Seattle. Yeah, he's been, he's coming down the coast. He's actually triple booked tonight. We are so lucky to have him here at Pam Piazza's Comedy Clubhouse. Put your hands together right now for Sean Riccio! Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. All right, here. Where's the bag? Where's the thing? I want, I want to do it. I want to do the thing first. All right before I foist my material onto you. <laughs> I got one that I actually wrote. An, an evil but compassionate clown. <laughs> now, Timmy, I, it's the nature of all things to die, but I'm going to be right here with you while the life drains out of your ass, slit. And then, all right, give me another. That was, all right. Uh, da, 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 da. All right. <laughs> 
Okay, let's see. I got. I ate half my pay before I got on stage, so this is gonna be weird. Sexy apology. <laughs> Baby, I'm sorry that I pushed you off of the cloud in heaven because it hurt when you came down. I don't know how to do pickup cliches and then bam, 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 and then you take off your pants. All right, another one. One more. Come on. This I'm playing to the radio audience. Fuck you people. I don't have to. They're, they're, they're loving this in how far of a signal can you get? They're loving this in Stockton. All right. <laughs> Good butt, bad butt, ugly butt. Oh, fuck yeah. All right. Okay. Y'all have to, for the radio audience, it's coming out of my ass. You all. Like, <laughs> only two of us are going to be, only one of us going to be able to walk away from this. It's like, hey, gringo, it don't matter what you ate. It matters what comes out. And then the Clint Eastwood ass is quiet because he's like that. But then he farts and kills both of them. All right. <laughs> All right. Right? Yeah, I know. I have an album available. It's called It Pains Me, available on iTunes, Amazon, CD, baby. Buy it. Send me money. Cheeseburger salad. Cheeseburger salad. All right. A cheese, but that's just a salad with like cheese and meat. Also, but where's the taco one? A taco with bread instead of tortilla is just a hamburger. Wake up, sheeple! <laughs> this is why, listen, this is why we need to just go outside and start burning things. That's really, if you take one thing away from my set, get naked and start the revolution. All right. <laughs> Let's go. One, I'm going to fucking burn through these things like Agent Orange into Nang. All right. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Too fucking soon? <laughs> All right. Dude, how many of your uncles even died in Nam? Fuck it. Come on. Give a, bl give a blood sacrifice. All right. I'm about to show you guys something that I'm very proud of that is gonna scare the ever-loving shit out of you. You may want to step back a safe minimum 20 to 30 foot distance. Zip! 15 seconds later. Clear the street! Let the bird! And then it like... Now it's under the ocean. We're going across the fucking cable that connects the internet in China to the internet in America. It's beached somewhere outside of Beijing. Now it's covered in snow in like fucking Siberia. And then it hits rocks. Ah, fuck! Oh, Jesus Christ, it's hit my dick! Okay, there, blood sacrifice. All right. <laughs> Oh my god, I love you guys forever and ever. How much time can I fucking do? I'm I've been up here. All right, cool. Let's do Wait, do I have 3 minutes and 15 seconds or no? Oh, I got 10 minutes. All right, awesome. Oh man, if you you, you say that now, but fucking give you were not said wicked sinners, God would not have set a punishment like me upon you. You understand? All right. Why are cops your they spell you, they misspelled your and then they corrected. Okay, why are cops your friends? They're not. Next fucking question. <laughs> Again, yeah, San Francisco. You know, we like police now because that's counter counterculture. Yeah, <laughs> fuck you, fuck you. Temporary kerfuffle? I fucking hate that band. I saw them open for Neutral Milk Hotel. Bullshit. <laughs> All right, last one, then I'll actually do, like, some jokes. Eat a book. <laughs> Eat a
a booger. Wow, yeah, we're really playing to the radio audience here, guys. They don't fucking know. Okay, another one, but a good one. A good one. I'm counting all of you responsible. All right. Come on. The Force is my ally. All right. This one is going to be the middle act break. Marriage proposal in a redneck accent. All right. Darla Mae, Donna Ray, Junior Bob. I've loved you ever since I met at our family reunion three and a half years ago. And I just want to say that you are the prettiest girl with most of her teeth (laughs) in Delray County Municipal Trailer Park. You make me the happiest man who is distantly related enough to you that we could actually sire a child that would have its fingers. (laughs) Darla Ray, Donna Mae, Bob Jr., will you marry me? It depends uh, how many, I don't know. I'm, I'm sorry, I think that maybe we're we're a little closer related than you. Hot damn, that's consent in Alabama. Woo, we're getting married. All right, that was the that was the fucking uh, the improv portion of the show. How you guys doing so far? Yay. Woo, god damn, this is it's all improv. Sure, yeah, you don't fucking. <laughs> that's right, yeah, fucking bow down, bitches. No. <laughs> oh man. Ah, uh, I'll do, I'll do, fuck it, I'll keep doing improv, why not, I'll do, why not, this is so much fun, and I'm so bored of my material, I hate it, buy my album, I got a second one coming out, it's real cool, it's called The Great Game, it's not out yet, so you can't find it, Tea Party, motherfucker, yeah, woo, let's set this way back machine to 1933, America Uber Alice, am I right, yeah, USA, USA, we're number one in incarceration, we've got Yosemite, this is the greatest fucking country on earth, beer can, to my head, woo, uh, yeah, that's fine. It's, we got to wait for the radio delay. We don't want you to laugh before the audience hears it. <laughs> Give me another. Sweet. So that's also good, too. I love numbers. That's why I studied philosophy. Mm. Yeah, I got a degree in philosophy with a minor in theater because I didn't have the stones to be gay and disappoint my parents in that particular way. Yeah, it's like, oh, man. It's like, if you want to fucking piss off your parents, but you can't suck a dick, study philosophy. (laughs) All right. (laughs) That was weirdly written. No, okay, give your best impression of a ChristianMingle.com ad. Hello, my name is Chad underscore 157D. I am not a serial killer. I enjoy long walks on the beach and not cutting the eyes out of pictures of women that I take at the bus station. (laughs) You know, guys, there's a website called wherewhitepeoplemeet.com. Yeah, exactly. Fucking white people, you're on notice. We're not allowed to use the internet unsupervised anymore because that's what we fucking get up to. I lied when I said I wasn't going to do jokes. I'm going to fucking do jokes now. (laughs) Like, Yeah. (laughs) Movie magic, yeah, because we're so we're so fucking cloaked in Hollywood mystique here. We're in a black box theater in the Mission. Like this, I, 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 did, did, does the landlord even know that we're doing this, or just like uh, he hasn't come by since 1983? I think he's dead, and the cats are just running the place now. 
No, man, fucking, there's a website called wherewhitepeoplemeet.com. It's like, if you've ever wanted to imagine if, what an all-white person world is, the stultifying ennui that absolute homogeneity could bring, wherewhitepeople.com is there for you. It's an entire dating website named Chad. You know, like in dating websites, you can list your interests and you're like, they'll tell you like, these are the things that people on our website enjoy doing the most and how we match you up. What do you think the top three interests are on wherewhitepeoplemeet.com? Would you guess camping, hiking, yep, and ultimate frisbee? You'd be correct. Top, other close top three favorites were mayonnaise, pretending that you know how to speak Japanese, and of course, the perennial favorite, fascism. <laughs> and every fucking white person in the room t- clenches their asshole. Don't fucking act like we did. Statistics on a dental record show, that one's on us, guys. And again, you pull back. We're, I understand, this is America, and even in San Francisco, you still feel the yoke of empire. It's hard, but we're the guys. We're, our cultural ancestors are the reason why everything that's government-related has fluted columns, and every time you call tech support, you get a guy in India who pretends his name is Trevor. <laughs> like, and again, we're clearly, like, fixing to go back, you know? We're about to elect a cut-in-half Twinkie with the policies of Mussolini to office. We can't pretend that this is just like a problem out there in the sticks where like your uncle fucking lives, you know, in the Alabama municipal Delray County fucking trailer park. It's not there. It's here. It's outside. There's probably a guy who's driven past us at least once who's like, you know, fuck black people. I'm going to vote for Trump. Like there's that. That's real. We have to reckon with that. And the thing that really fucks me off about our particular brand of fascism isn't that it's evil. I mean, it is evil, but like, forget, forget the white supremacy and the rising tide of violence that threatens to destroy a republic, blah, 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 whatever. Like, that's every day, everywhere, for all time. We're assholes. I get it. That's genetically coded into the species. What bothers me is that we're particularly tacky about it. And I don't cotton to that. Like, remember when fascists had to be kind of sexy a little bit? The, the Nazis wore custom-tailored Hugo Boss uniforms. <laughs> Fucking know your history. We've got guys on the pulpit now wearing off-the-rack BOGO men's warehouse affairs. They look like fucking middle managers at Google. Fuck that shit. Again, this is America. We're Duke of New York, A number one. You can't conquer us on the budget plan. They're supposed to be billionaires, right? They're all rich assholes who want to control the world. Put some budget into it. Spend some cash. Slick black leather uniforms. Giant military caps with huge fuck-off silver skulls. Jet planes that are painted black. Like, yeah, give me some fucking evil I can sink my teeth into. Come on. Yeah, that's, I get it. It's fine. We've been, this has been a liberal paradise for a long time. You guys are ready to, I get it too. I've always wanted to be part of an armed resistance. It'll be fun. I'm just glad that like, I thought I was going to be the hot, the young hotshot in the rebellion. And now I realize at my age, I'm going to be like the, I'm going to be like the old dude who still has a pair of glasses in the wasteland. They're going to call me like doc or the professor, that kind of shit. Uh, fine. I always end on a mild chuckle. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to give it back to your host. Give it up for everybody. out of Seattle. Nice people up there, like that Billy Anderson big fan. All right. 
your next comedian is like a real improv guy. I know he does, he's part of like improv groups. They like practice. I think he's an improv guy, and his beard is particularly majestic. Yes, absolutely. I am so amazed by the prowess that his be- beard brings tonight, and he's gonna wow you guys right now. Put your hands together for Eric Krasner. Anyone calls me an improv guy again, I'll slit their goddamn throat. <laughs> I've done improv. It's kind of fun. Don't, don't fucking put that shit on me. <laughs> Best impression of dubstep. <laughs> Out of everyone in this room, who would it be okay to get herpes from? Well, hopefully me. <laughs> Because if it's not okay to get herpes from me, uh, don't kiss me. <laughs> T-Rex was but a bird that there's some crossed off words on this. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not at that reading level. I'm not like the guy who's like, does that say but? No, it's someone else fucked this up. <laughs> T-Rex was but a bird. Uh, We put the bones back wrong. (laughs) I I think that the bones are pretty much the way a bird's bones are on account of evolution, so I don't don't know about that one. I think... Address the FEMA camps. Well, I I don't know. It's like... If there's an emergency, it's probably a good idea, so. <laughs> right, like, I, I, what, do you not want a place to evacuate to in the case of an emergency? Please don't kill me, Obama. <laughs> I, you hear that, you hear that, drone operators? I'm pro FEMA camp, so uh, let me, let me live. Unwavering eye contact with an audience, then say any one word. (laughs) Piss. (laughs) Yeah, I searched his face for what I wanted to say based on him. (laughs) And uh, that's, that's, that's my assessment, Nicole, it's piss. Just a. All right, I accidentally do, drew two at once, so we're going to find a way to do both. One good thing Trump as president would achieve, and our quesadillas considered sandwiches. Well, <laughs> when, when we elect him, they goddamn will be. Because the, they'll be, retroactively, they'll be legally deemed sandwiches, and so then, then, then we can eat them without feeling the taint of uh, the people we've murdered for centuries. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, taint. Latch, latch on to whatever you want. As long as, as long as you find something funny, laugh at the fucking monkey. I don't care. If you could have boba tea with any member of Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, who and why? Will Smith. (laughs) How the fuck? (laughs) 
Why would I have boba tea with any member of the cast of The Fresh Prince other than the perfect human? I don't. I don't understand. Will Smith. Yes. Uh, question, Mr. Albers. Yeah, but he's not Will Smith. <laughs> he's not fucking 100% Satan free. Like, Will. Like, like he's he's perfect. Did you see Suicide Squad? He's like he makes that piece of shit movie a great movie for half an hour. It's he can do no wrong. He's uh, yeah. <laughs> Worst thing a roommate ever did to you. Um, no, I mean I'm the I'm the bad thing to. <laughs> I'm the <laughs> I'm the bad roommate. Everyone everyone else has been uh, relatively, uh, you know, maybe the worst thing. Uh, probably like leaving a note on the fridge about a thing I probably shouldn't have done. Like, hey, don't steal my mayo, bro. I know it's you stealing my mayo. I'm like, I don't like your tone, but you have a point. <laughs> yeah, it's I want I want your mayo. I don't want to buy my own. <laughs> I don't want to go to the store to get a whole jar of mayo just because I want like one on my Dorito. So like, <laughs> I you know that's 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 a goofy thing I made up, but. I mean, I would probably guess that like the the the, the fattiness of the mayo complements the spicy tang of the Dorito really well. Like a quality mayo, because like I don't fuck with like best foods, Hellman's. That's not my game. I'm, I I yeah I I I just I go. It's like the one thing that I go like top shelf every time. Fucking Spectrum Organic. I'm I'm not. It makes a world of difference. I I understand what black people say about mayo, because they haven't had the good shit. Perform a minute in a breathing in a breathy Britney Spears voice. I I I, <laughs> oh, I think I did it again. <laughs> I played with your heart. <laughs> Got lost in the game. <laughs> well, I'm just doing Britney Spears. I don't <laughs> I don't have like multiple Britney Spearses. I feel like I feel like I put a lot of effort into that, and you're giving me shit. Like, <laughs> sorry, man. Sorry, I committed. <laughs> Arm bone soup. Again, I can read. <laughs> Again, it's a problem on the other end. Um, well, someone get a saw. I guess I guess we're making arm bone soup. <laughs> it says so on the card. I guess someone didn't get it. Just, just I'm going to tie myself off and just, you know, get some garden shears and just, mm, and we're going to cook it up. It's going to be it's very, you know, rabidly contend that the Star Wars prequel three were better than any other Star Wars movie. Well, listen, I'm going to put you all on some game because uh, I, uh, right before Star Wars Episode seven came out, well, I guess, I guess as Star Wars Episode seven came out, I watched every Star Wars movie in a row. And then episode seven, so it was 18 hours in a th in one theater, starting at 3 a.m. And then we watched Star Wars at like 7 p.m. And like, by the way, I don't I don't recommend ever doing that in your life. <laughs> it's not it's you it's not fun. <laughs> um, 
I'm going to say Clone Wars, really underrated movie. Phantom Menace, just piece of shit. Like, Phantom Menace is just like a CGI demo. They're like, oh, we'll make a bunch of uh, identical robots and we'll make a fucking, like, darky alien and it'll... Uh, <laughs> a, a fucking flying Jew alien and it'll be it'll be so... Uh, oh, the bad guys will be, like, Chinese trades. They're like, I don't want every... And by the way, when I was, like, 10, I somehow missed that the Trade Federation were like very offensive Asian caricatures. <laughs> I just thought, yeah, they talk funny because they're aliens. Like I and I, 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 I did not live in like an all-white neighborhood. Like m all my friends were Asian, and I didn't know. Anyway, Clone Wars, interesting movie, and in particular, I will defend the romance scenes because, because, because. Anakin is Anakin is a fucking incel virgin. Anakin's only he's only ever hung out with this one old dude his whole life. And so like he's been badass. They've been going on all these adventures like saving the galaxy, but he's never had a social life. So when the time comes to talk to a real woman, of course he's like, "Yeah, I hate sand." Like it's <laughs> It's supposed to be unlikable. It's supposed to be cringy. That is what Anakin's like at that point. That fuels his whole arc where he discovers himself as a human being, but he always feels like he doesn't quite belong. And when he's physically disfigured, transformed into a monster, then all you know, all these like all these fucking Nazis who work for the Empire are like, uh, yeah, oh, oh, my master will obey you, but like. When, when he, whenever he walks past, they like roll their eyes at him, and that's what you know. Ultimately, he knows he doesn't belong to the machine; he belongs to the Force, and that's what gives him the impetus in the end to give his life for his son and save the fucking galaxy. Yes. So, Clone Wars, not that bad. Revenge of the Sith, overrated. Revenge of the Sith. Like, cause it, you know, when it came out, we were so fucking battered by the last two movies that we were like, finally, it's like at least a coherent movie. But no, when you, when you watch Revenge of the Sith, it's dog shit. It's just they're they're connecting the dots from Clone Wars to Star Wars, and it's just like a bunch of like really transparent fan service. Just like, oh, we're going to build a Death Star. <laughs> like they didn't have the balls to like make an original movie. Anyway, and then Episode Seven was just a remake of Episode Four, and just you know whatever. Let's I don't know. Last poll. Okay, and it will last as long as I make it last. Uh, Twerk exclamation points. Really explore the space. Well, let's see. And I just, lastly, lastly, and yeah, I know, I know, like. Not great twerking, but you didn't expect that. <laughs> and lastly, I want to say uh, Ethan Albers is here. Ethan, this guy's cool. Oh, radio listening audience, you just missed one of the most amazing things I've ever seen on this stage. Wow. Keep it going for Eric Krasner. Yay! Also, your impassioned defense of those shitty movies really impressed me as well. Yeah.
Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Except those love scenes. That's like the part where I, I have more chemistry with my cat than Hayden Christensen has with N- Natalie Portman. Like Natalie Portman is so hot. All those movies prove to me is that Hayden Christensen is gay. And I found out in real life that he is from his hairdresser when I was at a bar in L.A. called Gray at Falcon on a Tuesday night. Oh, yes, it was fun. And I met his hairdresser makeup person. He's like, he's such a fag. I was like, I knew it. (laughs) Sorry. Natalie Portman's so hot. How? No chemistry. How? Okay. All right. Your next comedian is a hilarious individual. We're getting into a rock block right now. We're getting into a David Rock block. We have two. We have two Davids in a row. But your first of the Davids is a wonderful man who produces amazing shows. It's going to be the same intro for both of you. Uh, put your hands together right now for David Klein. All right, let's uh, out some B-list celebs. Let's do it. Yeah. Okay. This is exciting. Oh, I'll do one. I don't, I don't have the, the skills for two, I don't think. Or, or to open this properly. A good reason to make pot illegal again? Um, well, I, I feel like what just happened, I, 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 I don't know if I ate Pam's weed and I just saw Krasner twerk, or if, or if no, this didn't happen. I don't know if this is even happening right now. So uh, I think pot might need to be illegal because my brain just melted. Um, and so did my boner. All right, that was lame. I am slowly tiring. I'm slowly turning, God, I'm slowly turning into a werewolf. (laughs) Okay. (sighs) I want to fuck all the women. This is actually just Jack Nicholson getting up in the morning. Now, now. Oh, he was in that stupid Yeah, that was a shitty movie. What was that movie? Where it was called Werewolf or some wolf? Oh, fuck wolf. That's so boring. That movie's so shitty. Let's get upset. Have a spa- have a spasm at the end of your sentences? I feel like this is someone and the radio is going to get a trigger warning because this is totally not cool. The people that, that have lisps are there's the speech impediments and, and now I don't feel good about my, myself. <laughs> 37 vats of juice? <laughs> okay, you guys, so I got 37 vats of juice. This juice is the good juice. This is the best juice you'll ever check out, okay? It's watermelon, cumbleberry, popple juice with a little sugar spice blend. It will make the neck on your neck grow. That is the type of juice. I've got 37 vats of. Who wants to buy some juice? I've now got 33 vats because I only sell them in groups of four, okay? Everyone knows you sell those types of vats of juice in groups of four, which is eight vats. That's, that's 32 vets. That's the rest of the juice that I have. You want eight groups of four? Don't you know we always do eight groups of four when discussing large-scale juice purchases? God, you guys are fucking amateurs, okay? I come here, I'm just like, I'm seeing these sets, I'm like, man, guys are killing it, and they don't even know how to buy quad groups of juice like fucking children. All right, children. I just touched the mic. I just got herpes from Eric. Um, the first time you got hit in the genitals. All right. Well, I don't know if you guys have been to 
my dad's house. Um, I was going to say kink.com, but uh, he doesn't live there anymore. He is uh, just, he, he, I'm sorry, right, we're skipping that one. That was so bad. That was so bad. I get one bailout, right? Unlike the banks, they get a billion bailouts. <laughs> 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 yeah, I'm pan- San Francisco, I know, I'm, I'm pandering to the crowd. I'm pandering to the crowd. Uh, Chevron's shapes, not oil companies. Okay. Um, yes, they're, they're, I know what the word Chevron is. It's an ugly-ass shape used typically by corporate designer goons in the late 90s, designing hideous posters and infographics and charts. Oil companies extract black death from the earth, and I am more in favor of the oil companies because those fucking Chevrons are hideous. And design matters, you guys. Design like the design of the space is giving us the feeling we have now to be here and, and, and enjoy each other. Design, is, design lives matter. Design matters more than anything, okay? We're changing the world with design. Now buy a $5,000 water bottle some fucking cunt made. Um, talk about that time you got fired. Uh, <laughs> yes, I used to work, I used to rent porn at Warehouse Music, if you guys know what that was. My first job was doing that, and um, I quit, but I forgot to quit because I was like 16 and a dumbass, and they called my house and were like, hey, is David coming in today? He's not here, and my brother was asleep, and he woke up from a nap, and he picked up the phone, and he's like, no, David's not coming in ever, <laughs> and that's how I got fired, yeah. <laughs> and that's the truth. <laughs> Um, tell someone in the room that you love them. David, we have the same name. I've always loved you. (laughs) No, no, no. And my love runs deep. And I will always overdose and drown in a bathtub all those drugs favorite joke by another comic oh really <laughs> favorite joke by another comic um i don't know man the, the the star wars rant was basically if Patton oswald was actually funny because because he's not because he's not he's not that you know what you know the reason Patton oswald's wife is dead is because god killed her because he's not funny he's just not he's not funny i've never laughed at a single joke he's not funny Oh, listen to me talk for 14 minutes about nothing. Oh, I know words. I know words. I'm so smart. He's like the least funny famous comic, for real. Uh, Pledge of Pledge of Pledge of Allegiance to the New World Order. I pledge allegiance to to the to the whiteies and to the I'm dying of this one too. That was super trite. Do I get another one? Okay. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United Groups of Juice Vendors who do so in the appropriate amount, four vats, four vats to a vat request, also 32 vats to an eight vat unit request. As we all know, we multiply them together when that syntax is used to request a set of juice below 45 vats of juice, at which point we use the cosine of the third ordinal of the four juice vats. We got that, right? Okay, good. I don't know what ordinal means, but it sounds like cardinal, so it sounds kind of rapey, which is usually good for babbling. 
Who would you want to give herpes to? This is the inverse of that. Uh, um, I, I want to give everyone in here herpes, because I secretly am just doing comedy because I hate you all. I want to give you STDs while I drug you and you go to sleep. I love you, so I don't want to. I, I actually, I want to give you herpes, then make a cure, and then cure you of herpes, so you love me so much. Even if I beat you, like you still have to stay with me. That's how. F that's the herpes I'm gonna give you. The cure. The herpes. The cure again. The fucking lifelong abusive relationship. Me and you. It's gonna be awesome. Uh, Final Fantasy football. What's so sad, I saw Final Fantasy and I'm such a dork. I'm like, the Final Fantasy video game? Do I get to talk about it? Uh, Final Fantasy football. Uh, I guess I do. You know, you want to draft a guy who's got a lot of hit points, a lot of magic points, high strength, dexterity off the charts. Okay, he's got to be able to cast black magic spells, white magic spells, uh, red magic spells. It's going to take some magic points to do that, but when you're done, you're definitely going to get laid by a beautiful woman or a beautiful man because knowledge of Final Fantasy, the video game, and sort of subpar movie series really is good for, you know, your sex life, family, money, everything. You'll have a lot of power. You'll... You'll be rich. You'll just have newcomers to the room. If you discuss Final Fantasy, the video game, in great, great length, at great length, you'll have riches and power beyond your wildest dreams. So, I'm like Tony Robbins. I'm like Tony Robbins. You know what you'll fucking do? You're gonna, you're gonna put your hand over your heart, and you're gonna breathe, and you're gonna fucking talk about Final Fantasy. You're gonna break up with your boyfriend. That's what you're gonna do. You're gonna call your mom. You're gonna tell her, yo, bitch, I hated you forever. But now I can love you because I'm breathing with my heart from my breath. Okay, I'm going to do some push-ups and jump in a 42-degree pool and look at my dumb wife. who you know I hate, I'm going to divorce in four years. Okay. No one saw the Tony Robbins documentary? It was actually moving. I cried. I feel bad about that. I don't feel bad about the Oswald stuff, though. Um... Talk about that time you had to stay sober. He's smart. He's just not funny. Talk about that time you had to... He's, he's smart. Talk about that time you had to stay sober. Um, Uh-oh. I never had to stay sober, um, but, I've, you know, I can do a few weeks without drinking. I feel really good that the pharmaceutical companies listening to this and recording this are going to hold it against you one day when they don't give me uh, a new liver or the, you know giant future cyborg dick that I'm going to want. They're like, no, dog, you took all your money on liver treatments. You're like cyborg never-ending dick that it also is like half vagina just because like, why not? Um, so that's going to happen. And then I'm going to have to buy it on the street. I'm going to get street-grade cyborg dick the way like some, some people who are unfortunately don't have the money to get a bigger ass have to buy cement injections and then they die. So I'm going to have this like fake-ass cyborg dick that's near death and it might drag me down and walk in and it's just dragging and getting cut up and it's not going to connect to the internet anymore because it was cheap and it's on like fucking old-school Wi-Fi, like definitely like five kilobits a second. So... Now is my time, is what I'm saying. I got to get this all in before they, they stop me from the treatments that we're going to have. Um, yeah, okay. <laughs> okay, yeah, good. This has been a denouement of sorts. Have you ever sent slash received a dick pic? Ooh. Well, I don't think Draymond meant to send his to me, but I definitely went double, triple click, like past all the privacy stuff to see it, and I was like, oh, thanks, dog. Like, that's so nice of you. Like, oh, really? That's, that's like um, blacker than my dick. Okay, cool. Um, and um, I looked at it for a while, and then I sent one back under um, a fake name on Snapchat, um, and then he didn't get back to me. And then, you know, I, I was gone for a few months. Uh, some, the slammer is what some people call it. 
you know, I, I did a little time for some of the picks that I sent. Um, that's cool. Like, no one really enjoyed, like, John Benet Ramsey hanging on all the Photoshop that I did on my dick. No one liked it, you know. Like, Newt Gingrich was, like, with the dick in the back. He's kicking his wife in the face, and that was the real picture I had of him, and then I got in trouble for that. Um, anyway, so I've ended this in a really unintentionally misogynistic last rant that I don't know why. Yeah, okay, unlike me. I don't know what's going on. Uh, so my name is David Klein. Thank you for listening. You've just embedded the vision in my mind of a dick pic with Jean Benet Ramsey, like sort of, like that you have a Prince Albert, kind of like it's like the rings, you know, like on the on the playground, right? And she's like hanging on the end of a ring. No, 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 sees a tiny Jean Benet on a huge dick. Is that, I think that's hilarious. Is, it, is, that, is that sad because, are you shaking your hair because she's dead? Is that the sad part of the... She's full. Oh, because she's a child. But if she was still around today, she'd be like in her 30s, at least 24. Wow, you should age JonBenet Ramsey's picture and then have her hanging off your dick. But I'm sorry, I'm very excited. That was a very, very lovely image to behold. No, 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 I know. But the first thing that popped into your head was JonBenet Ramsey. I mean, that's, that's fun. She had pretty curly hair. I mean, if you've got a... What? It's because it she. It's because she's so little. They, but they. When you objectify a five-year-old, you might as well objectify the five-year-old. You know what I'm saying? When you give them the fake teeth, I say take out the teeth when they're sucking your dick, right? Like you don't. You don't want those fake flip. Is that too far? It's too far. Okay, sorry. Your next comedian is is a very funny man. He also produces lots of shows around town. He's a stalwart of Mutiny Radio. He loves to give us his money. Yay! Put your, he has lots of friends <laughs> from the comedy college. Put your hands together for the very funny David Roth! Oh my God, look, we have like class, we have classy females in the audience now, Pam. How did you, uh, I feel like this whole show is void now. This was just a fucking crazy, uh, how soon after you walked in did you regret coming here? Just from a, from a second standpoint. <laughs> I actually have, can I do this? My dad, I'm, my parents are both Republican and uh, hardcore Republicans. And uh, my dad literally sends me like anti-Obama articles like from the Wall Street Journal and Barron's every single week. And then he also sent me this heroic, leading back to the last, the last clue, he sent me this like pro Cheney article. So the, f- the only dick pic I've ever gotten was from Barron's Magazine of Dick Cheney in a very positive review, Pam. It was a dick pic. I've never sent or received one besides that. True stories. All right. By the way, Eric fucking Krasner, the guy that runs like a show at a com at like a at a comic book shop, gets like a Star Wars clue and goes on for ten minutes. That's fucking bullshit. That's like me getting like a fucking Torah. That's like me pulling like a Torah slip out and just doing like six minutes of fucking Judaism jokes. Okay. The most embarrassing moment. Oh, that is my dude. There's no the most. Oh shit. The most embarrassing moment. Um, well, this is one of my. I think you've heard this story, Pam, but uh, I had uh, issues. Well, I've had issues with my boobs, my butthole, and my balls, uh, ladies. And uh, <laughs> so I had this weird thing. It's called. There's so this there's I could do this for 10 minutes but I'm not going to. I'm going to res- I'm going to respect the format. But uh I had this fucking it, it's for the layman it's a hernia but I had like a 
a problem in my plumbing so that when I was like eight or nine years old, everyone's horrified. Uh, when I was eight or nine years old, when I stood up, this fluid went from like my stomach and into one of my testicles. So I had like a giant ball. It was like, I had like a giant, I had like a fucking Samoan like nose tackles ball and then like a eight year old little Jewish boy. It was like a planet. It was like a planet and it's little moon. I'm sorry that like fucking 10 years of my life is grossing you out for this visual for like 12 fucking seconds. But um, around this time too, I also, um, I'm fucking, I'm a Jew obviously and this was the time when you're going to Jew camp, not the bad kind, the social, <laughs> the social kind, and uh, don't, don't clap for that. Uh, please, just don't clap for that. Uh, and this is the time where it's like open shower season, right? And so I was fucking shower. I was in an open shower with like Andre the Giant's ball with like a bunch of other prepubescent fucking kids that are like. And we're like washing, and then this one dude just looks at me, and he's like, dude, that is the biggest ball I've ever seen, dude. And then he like, he's like, everybody, look at David's ball. And then like, he fucking gathers around this entire Jewish camp. This is in Morgantown, West Virginia. Everyone like comes around, and everyone's just looking, and I have just like a shriveled eight-year-old penis and a regular ball, and then just like a fucking... Wilson tennis ball ball and that's like three different names for my ball that's pretty good for being on the spot and then this is the weirdest part is I guess someone someone knew about like puberty or ejaculation so this one dude starts screaming oh my god dude you got a cream <laughs> so then all of a sudden it's like Lord of the Flies mentality everyone's just standing around it's like cream 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 and I'm just like, I'm, I'm like seven years away from my first ejaculation and everyone's just like yelling at me to fucking cream. Um, that was an embarrassing moment. That's not even, that's not even close. That's, we're not even scratching the surface. Oh my God, the time I got fucking hemorrhoids uh, from lighting my fart on fire too aggressively. You know how some people just, this is a big... This is a big day at camp for me. You know how some people, you light a fart and it's okay if it's just like a normal-sized flame? Because, no, I had to have the big flame, you know? So I just, like, I just hold in the fucking, eat chili for breakfast, hold that shit in all day, and I'm, like, trying to impress the friends. And then I just have, some people shit their pants. I just had, I had a fucking blowout, and I had to see, like, I had to see a proctologist because I blew my asshole out. <laughs> For like, a, for like a 7 out of 10, like a pretty sizable flame that no one, and I still suffer with that every day, ladies. <laughs> ladies. Did I mention I got a breast reduction? Uh, <laughs> have, I, have I talked about this? This Fuck you, Eric Krasner. I can outdo your one fucking post-it bullshit all day, baby. Yeah, no, this... Uh, <laughs> I can fucking... Enter, uh, me just showing you my left nipple would be more entertaining than that glorious twerk. It is... A fucking, it's a wreck. It's a lawsuit that I was like too young. I was, this is a lawsuit. This, no one's nipples should look like that. <laughs> All right, fine. Am I done? Okay. <laughs> Those 10 minutes. If I could have a time machine, I would spend it just being six minutes in the future. And then be like, <laughs> this is, <laughs> space, space with seven A's. This is, well, it's 12 points in Scrabble. Uh, <laughs> I don't get, it was, what, this is a, this, 
how do I interpret this space? Um, are we are we alone? I know Ethan's alone, but are the rest of us alone? That's oh shit! Shots fired! Shots fired! Shots fired, baby! Oh shit! He lives on a bus. Chris can answer. I've been having a. Pre- it's been going pretty well. Uh, you guys missed a uh, giant testicle story, um, anal blowout. I have a weird nipple, and I just got a clue with space with seven A's. Ethan's alone. You're. Are, are you alone? Do you have, does anyone love you? No one loves me anymore. No one loves you? Really? Chris had a, he had a challenging set at Doc's lab, and ever since he's just been beating him. He's been beating himself up. But we all know he's funny. He's so funny. We love Chris. In fact, just because yeah, Chris, we love you. Um, and you know what? I'm gonna book you right now after the show because I know how funny you are. Chris is gonna be on one of our shows, and we're gonna pay him $25 just because uh, I felt a lot of pressure to make something happen because nothing was that funny here. <laughs> But I hope you're free in January. Uh, what are you going to do now that Mercury is finally out of retrograde? <laughs> There's because no one would fuck me. They're like, ah, Mercury's in retrograde. I'm like, okay, now that it's out of retrograde, um, I'm gonna stop believing in horoscopes. I am. <laughs> Does anyone? You know what? They're they're fucking. I th- do, who here believes in in horoscopes and astrology? Does anyone? Because I don't think I don't really believe. Because horoscopes are weird to me because. Horoscopes are weird to me because, like, it's kind of about when you were born, which that's weird, right? But it's really, when you're born is just, like, a product of, like, when your parents had sex. But I feel like more revealing of your character is, like, how your parents had sex. That's my, that's my theory. Because, like, I am definitely the product of, I'm like a missionary baby. This is just, this is fucking J. Crew and Old Navy all the way through. Okay. Mer- oh, my God. Look at me pretending I could talk about astrology for 45 to 50 seconds. That was exciting. Ode to pumpkin spice latte. <laughs> How many fucking pump, that guy just had a pumpkin spice latte clue that, uh, Ode to the pumpkin spice latte. I prefer the Oprah chai latte. Um, pumpkin spice latte. Is this what has to happen? Anything can happen. Like a poetry slam? How do odes go? I know. Is, this, is that how odes go? I have no f- I've never fucking done an ode. I've done Ode to Joy. This is like a poetry slam? Ode. Slam, 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 slam. slam. Okay. Ode to the pumpkin spice latte. Like Pam Benjamin, you are quite a hate. Uh, I know you already got proposed to. This is a big night for Pam, for Pam Benjamin. Um, even though the taste of you stu- even though the taste of you sucks, you're extremely popular at Starbucks, and I need a tequila shot. All right, that was a fucking limerick. There you go, Ethan. There you go. Displays. There you go. That was like, oh my God, last one. Oh my God. Oh, really? Oh my God. The worst masturbation story. Well, first of all, I look like Jason Biggs from from American Pie. That also, that's like his whole life is a masturbation story. Um, well, can I do a mutual masturbation story? I'm Absolutely. Gonna, so anyway, I, uh, okay, so <laughs> I, 
me and this like my first ever girlfriend her name was ashley we uh we had a really like intense weekend together she basically told me she cheated on me but in the middle of this weekend she like explained that but we were having such like an amazing time we i was like forgave her and we started to like hook up again and then we had like this crazy mutual masturbation thing together because like i didn't want to like sleep with her that was like my punishment was like we had to we had to like mutually masturbate together but then anyway ladies uh that that led to that obviously only that only lasted for a little while cuz then we both had sexual intercourse okay and the sexual intercourse was uh, to this day the best sex of my life and it was just so cathartic and amazing and it was just really great sex with a woman I cared about who kind of like turned the corner and realized she liked me again you're waiting for something to happen and it's it's coming bam <laughs> all right but after I had just been moving into my new house while this was happening after we came and we used condoms because we're safe I put I fucking took the condom from this sex after the super crazy cathartic experience and nailed it above my bed onto the wall as like a fucking trophy. But the thing was, this is, I'm weird and this is crazy and I feel out of this guy, the accord, I've even surprised the accordion performer. Um, but while, but while, after I fucking took the condom, while I took the condom off my dick, it went inside out. So like in like post cuddle mode, we're like lying there and all of a sudden the condom drips and like after the best sex of my life, I came on my own face because the fucking condom <laughs> dripped on my face. Um, and that's a good way to end a set. There you go. David Roth, yay! He came on his own face. That was great because that was like the most embarrassing story then came back because you came on your face in front of a girl. That's fun. Yay! David Roth. You guys, you got to see him do a set once sometime when he talks about um, the uh, cock, confidence. Amazing notes about confidence from his. Anyways, there's a book from his ex wife trying to teach him how to. Yay. Oh, here it is. Oh, holy fuck. I just, he look, he looked, you see how he has tabbed, tabbed places. He studies his book, confidence. The Extraordinary Lover's Guide to Being the Man You Want to Be and Driving Women Wild. Do you see he has the secret in the... David Zunzukersh is writing it back, writing it down in the back, writing down confidence, putting it into his, putting it on his chessboard, which is probably one of the things that they say about confidence. Don't play chess. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> this is... Yeah, yeah, go ahead. I'm doing a show October 4th at the Punchline, and the author of Confidence is going to be there. So. Go see David Roth at the Punchline October 4th. That's going to be amazing. Your next comedian is amazing, too. He runs the uh, Tuesday Amnesia amazing show. He's super, super funny. He's a great, great storyteller, and we are so stoked to have him here tonight. He's not on the farm. He's here with us. Put your hands together for the very funny Bodie Lane. Give it up for David one more time. Yeah. Making us all laugh. I like when he says he like wheezed condoms. Like she, like she used one too. <laughs> but she just like put it on her fingers and spit in it and make it look like it was real. All right. That last part was gross. Didn't really need to be in there. Improving. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, are you going to peel this apart? I'm going to do this a little bit slowly so I go through them a little bit slower. <laughs> Save some for Mr. Knatzer over there. All right. Mom jeans, dad bod, granny titties, what's next? Baby dick. <laughs> Mom's jeans, dad bod, granny panties, what's next? I don't think I'm going to top baby dick. I think I'm going to just move on. Yeah, I'm just gonna get a twofer there. Talk about waterfalls. Well, <laughs> don't go chasing waterfalls. <laughs> you should stick to the rivers and the lakes that you're used to. I know that you're going to have it one way or another. Uh, but I forget the rest of the song. But no, seriously, waterfalls, um, people used to take barrels over them. In Niagara Falls, that was like a thing. We took a barrel over the waterfalls. And the last person to do it and survive was a woman. So yeah, fuck yeah. Uh, and the point, the point here is uh, let's... Let's water barrel some more women. <laughs> Favor oh. Favorite scene from a movie, word for word, but reverse the genders with voice because it's all an illusion, man. <laughs> Who do I kill that wrote this? What's going on? <laughs> no. Um, well, it's all an illusion, man. So, uh, favorite scene from a movie, word for word, but reverse the gender roles. I'm reading it again to kill time. Don't go chasing <laughs> waterfalls. <laughs> That's so bad. Such a cop out. It's terrible. But uh, all right. So favorite scene for a movie. We're gonna waste some more time on that. Let me let me put this up here like this. Oh hey, thanks man. So glad you're here. Favorite scene for a movie. Well, my favorite scene for a movie is the love scene <laughs> from Star Wars. The 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 Anakin Prince War Clone War, and. Uh, and it's the scene where uh, Adrian Brody is hanging out uh, with uh, Natalie Imbruglia, and and, uh, and 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 he's like, "Hey, you know, uh, uh, my last name's Kramer. Your last name's Kramer. We're getting a divorce." We sh I, I feel like, because in that way, like the generals doesn't really matter because they're both Kramer. You know what I'm saying? But, uh, and, and so, and then he was like, hey, man, later on in life, I'm going to be in this movie with Tom Cruise, and I'm going to play an autistic guy, and I'm really going to really fuck up the way people interpret autistic people. And so that's going off on a tangent. <laughs> I ripped it. Uh. What would your Dear John letter be to America if Trump wins and you leave? 
well, I well I wouldn't leave. Uh, I would actually uh, start selling more drugs and having more sex than ever before, because that would be the important thing to do. But if I had to leave uh, America, if Trump became president, and I had to write a letter uh, to my friend John, I would say something like, "Hey, John." Uh, it sucks that like you're the stereotypical name for everybody to write a letter to when they're leaving somebody. I feel really bad for you, man. Uh, and then I'd be like, man, you know, uh, uh, you know, I hope everything's good there with you and like you enjoy the wall. Uh, and I, I hope that uh, there's empanadas on every corner, like there should be. And. Uh, um, don't go chasing water. <laughs> you can only call back like once, I think. It's not it's against the rules to do it more than once. But I'm breaking rules. <laughs> I'm a fucking rule breaker, man. That's what I do. That's what's 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 why I'm <sighs> Silence is deafening. Feline AIDS, you know, I'm glad you brought this up. <laughs> right, right. This is like cause serious stuff here. Um, I enjoy ketamine, personally. Uh, but uh, only when I'm having sex with cats. <laughs> to numb the pain of the AIDS I'm going to absorb as I fuck the cat with AIDS. Um, I know, right? It didn't really need to go there, did it? at all. <laughs> but we went there. We went there. But I feel like uh, cats do actually have AIDS, and th there's certain countries where uh, they actually eat cats, and by chance, they're actually eating cats with AIDS, unfortunately. And people are... Uh, did you also know that uh, in, in Bali, that... Um, no, this is the thing, that there are cats, like people are making cats eat coffee beans, and then cats are pooping out the coffee beans, and then people are grunting, yeah, yeah. So I feel like those people should get feline AIDS. <laughs> You're gonna force a fucking cat to eat a coffee bean? Like, how the fuck does that work? Like, cats aren't like, oh yeah, coffee bean, yum. Like, they're probably like fucking shoving those fucking things down their fucking throat, and then little fucking kitties, and then you fucking drink the cat poop coffee. And apparently it tastes really earthy, and is, uh, you know, uh, it's very AIDS-like. I think we're littering up here too. I'm littering. I'm just throwing them on the stage, not putting them up on the on the board. All right. Um, stance on jorts, jean shorts. All right. Uh, one of my favorite uh, musicians ever, uh, one of my favorite bands ever, is the Grateful Dead. Uh, there's a gentleman by the name of Bob Weir who is like, you know, one of the songwriters for the Grateful Dead. And Bob Weir wore jean shorts for quite some time in the 80s. Probably the most famous jort wear that I know, basically. And he would rock jorts with a fucking polo, like a, usually like a purple or green polo. And he was in the Grateful Dead, and he wore jean shorts and a fucking polo. That's making a fucking statement. If there's ever a, like everybody in the front row is like tied eyes and fucking spinning around, he's wearing jorts and a polo. If there's ever like a, I'm gonna pee on the front row with my fucking jorts, that's that that's the moment that's happening right there. So my stance on jorts is like I'm in full support. I think if more people wore jorts, 
uh, you know, we'd be uh, we'd be a better place because we'd be all more like Bob Weir, and then more people would do acid, and more people would write really killer songs like Cassidy and uh, you know, uh, 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 war pi- war pigs and such. <laughs> yeah, he didn't write war pigs. I, fool- I fooled you on that one. Yeah, nah, totally. That was uh, yeah, totally <laughs> fishing. I'm just kidding. I believe people always, f- I'm a fish, I like fish and Grateful Dead a lot. People, people always fuck with those bands and that's okay with me because I'm always like, cool, I don't have to share my drugs with you. Fuck off. Uh, start a human wave. I know you think what, you think what I'm going to do is I'm going to do the whole, right? You, know, you got to make you guys stand up, but I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that to you guys. So... Not as sexy as, as this man twerking. <laughs> but I did my best. <laughs> okay. Last one. last one. All right. It really is the last. Uh, all right. Good. Good. Can I get some fucking good ones then? Jesus Christ. <laughs> no, that's cool. <coughs> Overshare something really personal. All right. Well, you know, I think uh, David already broke the ice with hemorrhoids, right? <laughs> Uh, the first time I ever uh, ate beets. Did you ever eat beets? Yeah. And the right, it's so scary. <laughs> You're like, oh my god, I'm, I'm this, like I'm like a yuhu dispensary, but it's blood. It's like so gross, beets. But uh, I'm 40 now, and uh, I actually had some. Uh, was wiping a little bit of blood back there not too long ago, right? And I and I was like, oh fuck, like I just. Is that, what, is, that like, is that like menopause? Do I just get my period now? I'm 40? Is that what happens? Uh, turns out, no, it was hemorrhoids, but they weren't on my butt. They weren't on my outer butt. They were, uh, they were inner. You can get hemorrhoids in, inside your butt. <laughs> and you can't feel them, so you don't know they're there. It's really scary. They're called, they're called in, internal hemorrhoids. It's a good name. Yeah, because they're up there. Uh, all right, thanks. Have a good one. Ending on hemorrhoids. Absolutely rad. Yeah, I oh he ended it's waterfalls. He played the waterfall song for you. I don't know how the I don't know how the core I only know how the chorus goes. I don't know how the verses go. I'm like well that's the good part, yeah. Just stick to the We could all sing it together. Twerk, twerk, rather. Just kidding. I, I actually don't know how to twerk. My butt is too small to twerk. I've actually tried in like professional setting, like a dance setting. It's not professional. I mean, it's at a bar. At a, okay. I've been drunk and I've tried to make my ass clap. It doesn't work. It's too small. I've tried. It makes no noise. It, it's just me sort of bouncing up and down, wishing that it'll. I'm sorry. I have a small tushy. Your next comedian. He has a medium-sized tushy. I don't know if I'd say it's small or big. I'd say that you have a pretty... You got... But I don't... We'll have to come look at it. We'll have to come up and objectify your ass. We, uh, we actually ran out of all of the pink things tonight, which was all of the 
suggestions that were put in today, but thank God I save everything for the past six months, so I've refilled the hat with weird shit from before. So Ethan's done the show before, so he might even get the same thing twice. Not that he'd remember. It it depends. It depends what kind of month it is. Uh, your next comedian is a really funny guy, and what I mean by that is um, you can actually pay him sometimes. Uh, to help you not be an alcoholic anymore. Like if you take Ethan Albers out for 48 hours, you buy the drinks and you'll never drink again. Do you see what I'm saying? After you bury a hooker in Vegas together, it's, you gotta stop. You know what I'm saying? Your next comedian, I can't wait to see what he does with the hell hat. He's hilarious. Put your hands together. It's Ethan Albers! Yeah! Oh my God, this... Okay, I can do, okay. Love that song. Like Eric Krasner pointed out, uh, somebody died of AIDS that sang that song, didn't they? So, awkward, feline cat AIDS. Thanks, Bodie. Oh, really? Oh, that's okay. That's real talk. We're doing that. We're talking. We're we're there. Uh, weird side note on AIDS. Like I make a lot of jokes, like you know, comedy jokes, like the comedians outside. Like ah, you probably have AIDS. Like it's this thing I say. And the other day, I got prompted out Walgreens want to donate a dollar for AIDS research, and I was like, yeah. Like that's the least I owe is a dollar, because I make a lot of AIDS references. <laughs> a lot of ones. Bodie Lang. <laughs> Fuck off. Okay, so, oh, this is crazy. So the first one, um, the first one says, talk about the movie Con Air. (laughs) (laughs) Which is crazy, because I I know a thing or two about Con Air. I don't know if you know this. Uh, You ever seen a movie, ladies? Have you ever seen a movie Con Air? You never have. Well, you're in store, because I'm going to tell you the entire movie right now (laughs) in very vivid detail. So picture yourself, okay? Nicolas Cage, circa 1996. Thank you. That's, it deserves more, but there's not as many single legs. It's Nicolas Cage. Fit. Army Ranger. Want to take his knife's uh, bride out, woman. Mom, his wife out to dinner. And he comes out in this like rough roadhouse bar somewhere outside of I don't know, Alabama. I don't know. And these guys start giving a hard time and him being Nicolas Cage plus Army Ranger, which is the dangerous of all Nicolas Cages. <laughs> he kills a man with his bare hands and gets sentenced to prison. Eight years. He's in there just writing notes. His wife's pregnant, has a kid, never meets his daughter. He gets out a day before her birthday. And he goes, I need to make it home for my little baby girl's eighth birthday party. I, I fucking stamped license plates at eight cents an hour to afford a teddy bear for this little girl. I'm going to do this. So here's what? What are you talking about? Let's talk about Con Air. Let's just talk about Con Air. Yeah, this thing totally says Con Air on there. Totally. <laughs> Totally says, totally doesn't say, like, make a joke face in the wall. It totally doesn't say that. Uh, it says, caught air. Talk about it. It says, hey, no, fuck you. I beat the system. <laughs> you guys didn't think about that. No one thought about that. So, uh, I'll, yeah, that's not fair. I'll do another. I'll, you want know, to talk about Con Air a little more. The, the people have spoken. So, 
So he gets on, literally, you know, Nicolas Cage. He wants to catch a ride home. They put him on a plane. Literally, you know, it's the most dangerous plane of all time. It's nothing but convicts. And the toughest out of Ving Rhames, Dave Chappelle, Steve Buscemi. Who's the toughest? John Malkovich, of course. John Malkovich. Malkovich. You know why? Because he has the brain. He has the brain. And they're flying, and uh, the guy overseeing the flight out of Alabama to, like, L.A. Uh, with all the criminals and stuff, because we just shuffle around convicts. We don't fucking try to reform them. He's just, like, riding on the planes. There's one ground marshal named Mr. John Cusack. Not as... His actual name in the movie, actually. He just plays himself. Just John Cusack, but as a marshal. As a marshal. And he's overseeing this, and he gets a little hint. He's like, well, why did Malkovich want to be on his plane? And he goes in a cell, and if he figures out Malkovich knows the plane, he's going to take over the plane. Tries to get a hold of him. Nothing. The plane's took it over, but John Malkovich, of course, and Ving Rhames. You guys are riveted. <laughs> riveted. <laughs> riveted. So what's Nicolas Cage do? <laughs> Army Ranger Nick Cage. You think he's going to sit back and fucking let shit happen? No, I've seen Raising Arizona. He doesn't do that. What's Nick Cage do? What's he do? He kills Dave Chappelle. <laughs> writes a note on his back and sends him to Earth with a message for John Cusack. All right, I'm going to leave you a cliffhanger. Maybe if I get another one, I'll talk about it. Let's, okay. Okay. Let's go. Let's go. Oh, okay. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, this, is, uh, this is an impression. It's, uh, it's an impression. Oh, I've got to adjust it. That's my impression. So impressionists always do this. Always do this. Um, so it says, do an impression like the boring man at the office who just took a flight that sounds exactly like Con Air. <laughs> the notes, dude. Bodie, I swear to God, the notes. I'm not making this up. I can't make this up. Somebody stacked that deck against me. So, you know, like, I went home, you know, because my, my mom had, like, you know, the thing, the surgery, it wasn't a major surgery, I was there mainly for sports, I went home, you know, I remember I told you about that, like, Janet's gonna make it, I, it was my turn to be home for mom, and I was there, I flew in, you know, Delta, they fucked me around, couldn't give me a return flight, so I went with Spirit Airlines, last time I fly with Spirit Airlines, I tell you, on top of me having to pay for my own bag, I get on, and I'm flying from Alabama, Midway through the flight, 30,000 feet, a guy who looks like John Malkovich stands up and just takes over the plane. And I'm like, does this really happen? This is all I need. Of course on Spirit Airline. Of course on Spirit Airline. Of course. There's like other... Okay, next one. But that question only goes as long as I can think of stuff from Con Air. <laughs> Oh man, this one oh, I can't do that one. That would be mean. Mm. Holy shit, David Roth, you wrote this. No. Uh, how do you really feel about Cole Chapman? <laughs> it's okay. You can be honest about it. It actually says Jesse Warren, but I can't shit on somebody who's not in a room. This same person. This is an inside joke. No. 
Next one. No, no, I want to have some fun. How do you feel shitty? No. What? How do I feel about who? A fucking dude. <laughs> Holy shit. So, true story, couple ex-girlfriends back. Uh, couple ex-girlfriends back. We used to get, I used to get her pissed off. She getting like, she getting like little hissy fit moods. You know, like, but just not, not necessarily women, men, doesn't matter who. But she's getting these moods and I would fucking send her over the top. Because all I would do is I would, uh, just reference Nicolas Cage movies to try to like irritate her more. I'm like, hey, you know what? You need to face off against your problems. You need to con air your hair dry. You need to leave Arizona, you know, or leave Vegas to raise Arizona. I would just name it off, you know, six millimeter. I'd just throw stuff in there. Just, or eight millimeters. Is it six millimeter? I'm like the go-to Nicolas Cage guy. Okay, round, I'm not wrong on this. Round of applause if it's six millimeter. Round of applause. Really? Oh, I'm not the go-to Nick guy. <laughs> so describe your favorite animal uh, with without comparing it to another animal or saying its name. Without comparing, Nicolas Cage is the rarest of animals. Uh, Cause he magically like lost hair and then regrew it and then grew different teeth. Like it's a weird. Uh, how did he do it? And he just he runs more in his movies now. Who would have thought? How do you find a Nicolas Cage movie? It has fire in it. That's how. Uh, without using its name or comparing it with another animal. My favorite animal. Let me tell you a thing or two about him. I don't think girls can be them. Him? Can girls be crocodiles? Wait. Oh, I fucked it up. This, I ate half an edible outside, so it's, I was doing better when I was talking to Nicolas Cage. No, I can't keep doing that. Walking, dude, I'm saying some edgy shit. I'm saying too edgy and stuff. Uh, so this next one is, uh, have your favorite, ver- uh, have your version of the state of the uh, un- union dress. What's the state of the union dress? Oh, seriously, seriously, like, shh, just like. I don't believe in accordion van guy. You can't believe accordion van guy. All right. I'm just, this is what I do until I find one I know is going to be fire. What is the most millennial thing you've seen slash done? Uh, well, the dress like me, uh, move on to a school bus in the Mission District and not pay rent, uh, adopt a dog from the SPCA, uh, own every fucking Black Keys slash Shin album, like cover versions of Arcade Fire songs, but say you hate the fucking band, all your music's on vinyl, uh, date 
live with an ex-girlfriend on a bus, but date another girl on the bus and say, yeah, maybe it'll be polyamorous someday. I don't fucking know. Uh, I, I do my whole existence. I got to laugh. The hipsters are in Spain and Canada. So did you guys, like, decide to meet in the middle or something? And, like, you know, Spain and Canada, so you just got the better commute out of the deal? The Atlantic? Wait, Spain's in South Africa, right? <laughs> Apartheid, right? That's what you guys are known for? <laughs> That's so disrespectful to, to Rodriguez. Trump. Why is everybody always saying Trump? Three ways Trump is better than Hill Dog. Show your... Ah, God, I don't like politics. He's he's fucking going to win. I fucking hate to say it. No, the motherfucker's going to win because it's the exact same thing Brexit happened. We all fucking laughed at that shit and it fucking came in. It happened. No one thought that shit was going to pass. Trump's going to be fucking president and it's nothing's going to happen. Fucking he'll just, you know... More brown people are gonna die. I'll be, I'll be okay. I'll be okay. <laughs> Nothing's really gonna change for me. That's all I'm saying. Bodie, you're gonna be executed. But that's haters of all colors. I kind of just did that just a little bit. Like, maybe no. Um, haters of all, co- <sighs> haters of all colors. Haters of all colors. No, you know, you know, like I've been doing comedy long enough in the Bay, like and comedians like submit this stuff in here. I know exactly who wrote this. That's how good I am. And his name is Brady Hold. He definitely wrote this. It's not funny to you, but um, here I'll give you some insight into it. His uh, his father is a hypnotist. So he was hypnotized by his father and convinced him to do stand-up comedy. I like Brady, though. (laughs) Do a Russian Baltic accent. Wait, Balkan? Balkan. Is it well? Let's ask the South African chick. What? Uh, where? Where's Balkan at? You're, you seen it very well around. I'm a dumb American. I have an eighth grade education. Swear to God, GED all the way. You know what a GED is? Do you do you know what a GED is? Either oh you do. Do you? GED is where like you just don't go to high school and then they go oh you got to do something to make it up for it and so you go in and take a six hour test and somehow that makes up a four years education. I don't know, but they told me it's the same thing. Getting a community college. I just missed my prom is what I'm saying. Uh, here in Russia. That's so bad. I'm just, I don't do it. Okay. I'm excited for Chris Kanatzer. Yeah, the next comic is actually really funny. And you know what? I convinced them to eat a whole one of those edibles. So it's going to be real high. So uh, here's what you're going to do during a set. Everybody just kind of go. <laughs> just like a little bit. Not all the time, but just a little bit like. No, just because, no, he's already freaking out over there. (laughs) Okay. My name is blank, and I'm here to say create a rhyme. 
No, because and because he's actually thinking of uh, you know uh, so like uh, basketball is my favorite sport. I love it. You know Curtis Blow. You know that's what he's thinking of. My name is Nick Cage, and I'm here to say. <laughs> yes, yes. Gotta throw Dave Chappelle off a play. What's? Yeah. Cause playing it insane. Cause I'm feeling insane. My movie career tanked, so I went to Asia. <laughs> the Asian. It's really hard. It's Asia's like orange. Um, so okay, I finished the movie The Con Air. So I'm just gonna. So I'm cutting a lot of meat out. Cut a lot of meat out of that. Uh, you got to go back and watch it though. Just uh, do you have you have a grandma? Do you, do, do you both have grandmas? Just she has. I'm assuming basic cable. Your grandma has it on. Your grandma's watching it now. Just call her and ask her what the middle of Con Air is. But here it is. Nick Cage somehow winds up in Vegas. Not throwing dice like we know he's fucking hot like on the dice table. Nick Cage winds up in a fight with fucking John Malkovich on a speeding fire truck. I'm not a f- speeding fire truck and it's coming through and he sees that there's a roadblock. So him being a smart guy, he lifts the ladder up as he forces John Malkovich to be stuck on the ladder and he lifts him up almost like a crucifix on this ladder and there's a sky bridge and right in the nick of time, right before the ladder hits and impales John Malkovich, he jumps off teddy bear in hand and rolls the safety. I know, goosebumps. That's what I got. Goosebumps. Yay! Goosebumps, everybody. Ethan Albers. Goosebumps. Feelings. Yay. Yay. I'm going to go outside and make these people come in for your amazing set. Hey, everybody who's outside. Are you guys actually leaving? You're leaving? Are you going by? You don't want to see Chris Kanatzer? He's really, really funny. You should come in and see Chris Kanatzer. So I'm going to smoke too, but I'm going to smoke by the door with the door open and watch Chris Kanatzer because he's fucking hilarious. Just let the people know. Yeah, you guys, your next meeting, he's amazing. Yeah, we can smoke outside. We can actually do it outside if you want with the cigarettes. You guys, we can all do this together. We're actually going to, your next comedian's going to start outside. We're going to smoke cigarettes out. He's going to be doing Hell Hat. He's going to be doing Hell Hat from the door here. We're actually going to hang it. You know what we'll do? We'll, we'll hang it here on the door handle so that I can, this is his moment. It's his moment. He wants it. Ran it. Let him never go. Oh, it's his I've had that fucking eight mile song in my head all day. Why? I don't know. I don't even like Eminem, but sometimes songs get in my head and it fucks me up. Okay, the hell hat is on the door. Your next comedian is gonna start pulling from it. It's gonna be amazing. He's gonna stand here like performing for you in the door. This is weird. This is never. I've performed from the bathroom before, but the door was closed and I was pooping, so that was weird. But now we're outside the door and he's gonna be smoking. Your next comedian, clap your hands wildly. It's Chris Knatzer! Fault, Pam. Uh, because she paid the comics in edibles. Uh, all right, and money always burns a hole in my pocket. So 
I've eaten three quarters of an edible and I feel very strange. And uh, I'm relieved because I didn't want to be on stage. So now I'm just out here smoking a cigarette. <laughs> so let's get it started. So I was blowing smoke into the microphone as if that was going <laughs> to. Don't worry. You Did you pay money to come in here? <laughs> Fuck, man. I'll come inside in a minute. <clears throat> this says, uh, which vegetables are the best weapons? <laughs> Sidewalk says carrots, obviously. Um, I don't think so. You can't really jab them in there hard enough, not like you can with a ballpoint pen. You can run it right through somebody's jugular. Um, you could poison any vegetable, really. I think cauliflower, because of the surface area, would hold the poison. <laughs> Glitter or confetti, which is more annoying? I feel like there are a lot of homophobic responses I could have to that. I don't know, because if I say glitter is more annoying, it's like I hate gay people, right? Or was that homophobic? I stepped in it either way. Whereas confetti, confetti is generally reserved for the accomplishment or celebration of conquest. You know, like D-Day or V-E Day or what was it? V-D Day. There's a lot of confetti. <laughs> About fireworks. Those are fucking annoying. <laughs> Did y'all pay to get in? <laughs> Did they pay? Yeah. Did you all get edibles? Yeah. Okay, well. <laughs> Did you eat your edibles? Oh, you're fucked. How much did you eat? You ate the whole thing? Oh, well, Jesus Christ, come on out. Uh, this just says you were caught masturbating. Okay. That'd be, that'd be like the eighth time. This one says uh, losing your virginity. Ah, oh, well, that's an interesting story. I lost my virginity when I was 18 years old, and uh, I was in a no, I was in a fraternity. There's a lot of deep secrets about me that are gonna come out right now. <laughs> and uh, I didn't know what I was doing. Like I was a Bible kid, like my whole childhood. I'll put the, hold on. <laughs> I'm gonna put you on hold. So I don't want to get it too smoky in here. I don't know if you even like cigarettes, even though you're from Europe, sort of. <laughs> It's as European as South Africa gets. Uh, oh, I forgot the, I forgot the hell hat. So oh, I was losing my virginity. Um, so I was in a fraternity because I didn't. I was a Bible kid, and I went to the University of Texas, and it was very daunting. And I was walking by this house, and there was a big party going on, and this dude in a cowboy hat and boots came out and said, "Hey, man, what are you doing?" And I was like, oh. And uh, he was like, "Come on in, we got strippers." And I was like, "Okay." <laughs> And um, so this guy, his name was Quinn Kroll, and I asked him, he became my buddy, and I was like, I'll join, I'll do anything you want. Um, but just teach me like how to talk to women. And he was like, oh, no problem, man. He's like, well, you're at a fraternity party, and a lot of women come to fraternity parties to hook up with dudes. And I was like, get out of here. And uh, he was like, no, I swear to God. He's like, what you do is you just say anything. It doesn't matter. 
And then after the, he's like, just listen for a couple minutes. And then at some point say, it's really loud and smoky here. Cause this was 1990, you could smoke inside. Um, it's really loud and smoky here. Do you want to go to my room slash apartment slash wherever? There's a quiet place you can go. And I was like, no, nah, that doesn't work. And he's like, trust me. So I joined the fraternity. I get hazed, yada, yada, yada. Spring semester, uh, I'm standing in line at my full, my first full-blown party as a fraternity member. I made it through. I subsequently got kicked out the next sem semester for hard drugs. Uh, but <laughs> at the time, I was riding high, and I had on a brand-new shirt from The Gap. In 1991, what was huge at The Gap were solid-color shirts. This one was red with big white polka dots. And um, so I'm standing... <laughs> I'm standing online, as you say in Canada. Um, <laughs> uh, no, I was, I was queued up. That one's for you. Uh, I, was, I was waiting to use the restroom, and there was a beautiful girl behind me. And I'm a virgin at a fraternity party. I don't know what's going on. So I'm just like, avoid eye contact. And she was like, hey, I like your shirt. And I was like, oh, thanks. Listen, I don't live far from here. It's so noisy and smoky here. And just right off the bat, she was like, okay. And I was like, oh, my God. This is going to be so much fun. So we walked to my apartment, and uh, she was a little girl. Her name was Becky. I remember that much. Uh, she left her keys at the end of it all in my apartment, and I have those keys to this day <laughs> in, my, uh, in my old bedroom in my parents' home in, in rural Kentucky. Um, I don't know what to do with them, so I just kept them like a weird trophy now, I guess, that I think about it. It's very strange. I just know at, at the end of it all, and it wasn't terrible. I'll get to the meat of it. It's really anticlimactic. But Becky went back to Lubbock and couldn't get into her place, I guess. Um, <laughs> she was visiting from Lubbock. Uh, so all I really remember was I lived with uh, a gay guy named Mark Good, and there was a, a sh piece of shit next door. And we, his name was Mark Deonda, but we called him Mark Evil. Uh, so there's Mark Good, Mark Evil. I live with Mark Good, and he had a gay black boyfriend from Waco. <laughs> Blew my 19-year-old mind, 18-year-old mind. And he was like, if you come home and there's a sock on the door, that means I'm getting busy. So, you know, and it never occurred to me that I would have to use the system. So that really was the most exciting part of the entire ordeal of losing my virginity. Having sex for the first time was putting a black sock on my doorknob. <laughs> and then I shut the door, and the only thing I remember was her at one point saying, you can lay down on me. You're not hurting me. <laughs> and, uh, and then it was over, and we held hands, and we walked around the University of Texas campus, and we sat on a bench, and we looked at a fountain, and we just talked about life and everything that lay out in front of us. And that was how I lost my virginity. Becky, yeah. All right. The edibles bring the truth out. Clay Newman fan fiction. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I tell you, um, I tell you the first time, the first time I ever saw Clay Newman, he was in a commercial for something, and he there was he had a poodle, he had a poodle as a yeah part of the commercial, and they if you've never seen Clay Newman, he's a, a local comic, and he has a huge huge head of big bushy hair, he looks like a poodle. And uh, so they made a car commercial or some sh insurance commercial or something where he and this poodle are hanging out because they look exactly alike. It's the old commentary how dogs look exactly like their owners, et cetera, et cetera. And uh, so anyways, I, I noticed him in the car commercial. I finally screwed up the courage to talk to him. 
And I was like, oh, Mr. Newman, I'm a huge fan of your work. And he's like, call me Clay. And, um, <laughs> and so, <laughs> so, you know, one thing, we had a couple of drinks. One thing led to another. And uh, we were talking about the commercial. And he's like, you know, they let me keep the dog. And I was like, what? No way. And uh, so we... Um, we ended up back at his place. Uh, he lives in a huge place, uh, several million dollar apartment here in San Francisco. And um, he had several dogs, but the poodle came right up. And uh, I don't know what, you know, I, I like to say it was just the drinks. I don't know. But we ended up, the three of us, uh, <laughs> together. <laughs> yeah. No, and uh, the, the, the only two things I really remember were as we were disrobing, you know, because the dog had eight nipples. And then Clay had eight nipples. Uh, so I just kept thinking that was crazy that there were 18 nipples, um, just all rubbing and grinding. And, um, <laughs> and uh, the only other thing I remember from the whole night was, uh, was Clay's beautiful voice in my ear just going, you can lay down on me, you're not hurting me. <laughs> What do you think you will go to trial for? <laughs> I know what I'll go to trial for, but it'll be tax evasion. Uh, I wish it was something sexier. I was just looking around the room to see if any of you were federal agents. <laughs> Your obituary. I've actually put a lot of thought into this because I don't think it'll be published, but there will be a note. And uh, <laughs> no, I'm serious. And what the note, what the note will say is um, to the Iowa City Holiday Inn staff. <laughs> Whoever finds me, I have left my life savings totaling almost $4,000 in this envelope. Please take this envelope and enjoy it with your family or your loved ones before you call the authorities. <laughs> Love a stranger that never mattered. <laughs> She's going to have a great day at work. She had to see a corpse, but... Well, this one says Matt Damon versus Clay Newman. <laughs> I remember the first time I ever became aware of Matt Damon was uh, during the... Uh, when I saw the movie Goodwill Hunting. I think it was probably a lot of us. And uh, I happened to run into him at a bar, and uh, we got to talking about Goodwill Hunting, and uh, and we, you know, drank a lot, and then we ended up back at his place, and he was like, you know, they let me keep Ben Affleck, <laughs> and uh, so, <laughs> so we go back, and then the 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 last thing I remember was Ben Affleck. Uh, doing his Batman voice, which was strange, because keep in mind, this was like in uh, 1998. Uh, he was prescient, almost. But in a Batman voice, said, you can lay down on me. You're not hurting me. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just going to keep going back to it. So it, it really happened. I still remember. That's all I remember is her just going, and uh, you know, you, you're just like, I'm doing this wrong. Right? Like, I should be closer to her somehow. Maybe I should be hurting her. Maybe I should be, does she want me to hurt her? I don't know. She's probably so upset. I can't read this one, that's why I'm buying time. Do a, oh, do a sultry 
shampoo hair flip. <laughs> all right. <laughs> there you go. That's all you get. Let me get a few here. <laughs> all right. Describe your dream mash outcome in vivid detail. Oh, mansion, apartment, shack, house game. Uh, refresh my memory. It's the four. It's the quad thing, right? The four things, and you—is yeah. that it? Yeah. Fuck this one. Yeah, don't reference another. Uh, what does this mean? Joke and plank. Does that mean laying flat on something? Yeah. Yeah, you got to pay money to see that, folks. <laughs> <laughs> you did pay money. I will lie down for you later in the evening if you like. You you should not like. Yeah, I won't, but don't worry. I won't be near enough. I won't be close enough to you to hurt you. <laughs> I mean, I've d I guess I've done plenty of planking already is what I'm saying. <laughs> Pretend you're on a skateboard. I mean, that's it's this all has to do with, you know, yeah, flat surfaces. I'm not I don't like to act out. I don't like to do the some of these comics were very funny tonight with their, I'm over here, I'm over here. I don't do that <laughs> shit. Uh, <laughs> I respect it. I respect the commitment, but I don't do that shit. And, and then as I say it, the next one says, be a walrus who supports Trump. Fuck Mexicans. <laughs> um, passive aggressive roast of the room. Oh, the passive aggressive roast of the room. Well, what a great suggestion this is. <laughs> no, it's fantastic. It's really great. I love the flannel look. I love that all of you have chosen it tonight. Uh, it really good. Uh, I couldn't do it, but it looks great on you. <laughs> it really does. Then we have Ethan and Cole in the other uniform that comics use. Oh, fuck. It's, the, it's also the one... It's also the one I've chosen, so I guess I can't really, uh, I, yeah, I can't really, I don't remember any of your names, but you're all very well dressed. <laughs> Actually, I don't like the passive-aggressive roast of the room. I like the aggressive roast of the room. Oh, Shelly Strable, great, just in time. <laughs> so we're, we're on the passive-aggressive roast of the room, so... Hey, give it up for Sun Tzu. He's on his phone with a. Yeah, he's on, he's, he's on his phone with a stylus right now. You don't see that every day. That's great. <laughs> Doesn't bother me. You're not listening. It's the stylus. Uh, the worst job in the world might be my job. Might be my job. Tuesday afternoon of this week. I'm standing in there, minding my own business, standing behind the counter, trying to fake a smile for the five customers I have. One fella at the bar, two top, two top. Crazy bald guy with Captain America wings tattooed on the side of his head. You know who that is? His name is Axel. <laughs> I found this out subsequently. He made a Facebook post about how I beat him up. Um, so he comes in, and he's got his dog with him, and he says, hey, by the way, uh, you guys fucking suck. And I'm like, ah, oh, man, good morning. And uh, he's like, I had a catering event with you last night. I called all night. And I ca he's like, I need your owner's phone number right now. 
And I was like, well, you know, I, we don't do catering to my knowledge, but if you had some sort of weird agreement with one of the owners, I could put you in touch with them probably. And he's like, yeah, you need to do that. And you need to answer your phone here. I called all night. And I was like, well, sir, we do close at 3 p.m. So it's difficult for us to get to the phone from home. I live several miles from here. Um, and he's like, well, fuck you. You're an asshole. And that's why nobody likes this place. And so I'm like, you know what? You really can't talk to me like that. So you have to, you have to get out now. And I turned my back to walk away, and he brought in this huge to-go coffee with him. This is all a very true story. And he just takes the lid off and starts spraying it around the room, and he gets, you know, my back and, and uh, sleeve, just barely gets on the sports coat of the gentleman at the bar all over the counter, like it's a bunch of shit I got to mop up. I'm like, all right. So I just go and I grab his shoulder, and I'm like, you're out. And as I'm pulling him out of the restaurant, pushing him out, he's like, this is assault, this is assault. And we get out on the sidewalk, and he's like, I'm calling the police. I'm like, do it. Call him right now. My name's Chris Canazzo. You're at 1426 Polk Street. It's the New Village Cafe. He's like, I'm serious. I'm calling the police. You assaulted me. And I was like, look, I get off work every day at 2.30 p.m. If you ever want to talk about what is or isn't assault, I'm available. And, um, and so then he left. I'm just saying I might be looking for a new job. It's not the worst job. I don't know, has, what is the worst job in the world? I would think fucking, uh, what are those people that touch dead people? Yeah, anybody who touches a dead person. Yeah, embalmers, uh, morticians. <laughs> Be vulnerable. My job, my virginity. How vulnerable? You want to get real nitty-gritty? Yeah. You want to get crazy? Yeah. You want to go fucking ape shit? This yeah. not, it's not even a comedy. All right, let's talk about it then. <laughs> um, I'm originally from Texas, but I came to San Francisco for the same reason that everybody else does, because they feel like there's something just a little bit weird about them, so you go to weird places and figure out if you fit in. Uh, and so, you know, everything in the state of Texas doesn't jive with me, but that's the way I was raised, by sweet grandmothers and, like, a good, strong family unit that believes in a lot of shit that I don't believe in anymore. But, uh, you know, and here I've broadened my horizons, and uh, I've now, I've done stuff now that makes me gay in Texas. <laughs> you know? <laughs> that's, that's true. Uh, so, you know... Most of you, you said be vulnerable, so I mean, it's on the card that I threw away. Um, you know, the people who know me know me, uh, know that I, I retired from dating, and I only see prostitutes. That's true. I'm sorry. Did you pay for this? I, uh, <laughs> I only see professionals for the last three or four years, and, uh, you know, occasionally I wake up on a Saturday, my first day off after a grueling work week where sometimes I minorly assault people. Um... <laughs> <clears throat> I wake up and I'm like, hey, you know what? I had a good week. I've been a good person. Why not have a reasonably priced blowjob, the kind where I come in their mouth and they swallow it? I enjoy it. Everybody enjoys it. Right? I'm an, I'm an American. Uh, <laughs> whatever. So I, I decide to do it and I find an ad and I'm like, okay, and I'm just, you know, I'm maybe not thinking straight, obviously. <laughs> so make the appointment. This lovely, lo lovely lady is here in the mission. So, you know, it's like 9.30 a.m. on a Saturday and I'm taking the bus to get a blowjob in the mission. And I'm, and I'm excited. For me, that's a pretty good Saturday, honestly. 
So I text her, and she says she texts something weird, but there's always that moment where something a little bit weird happens, and you have to decide. So you have a group meeting, and guess who always wins? And um, so she texts, and she says, hey, I'm going to be naked on the bed. Just let yourself in. Okay. So I go in, and sure enough, she's naked in the bed. And I'm like, oh, there's a, like a, something's wrong. I just I don't like the feel of it, but I'm like, Meh. And uh, so I come over, and I'm like, well, I'll just leave the money over here on the table for you. And she's like, no, honey, give it to me. Um, and I'm like, okay, that's unorthodox. You're supposed to leave it on a flat surface and kind of look the other way. Um, <laughs> and so I hand her the money, and she reaches aggressively and, like, tugs on my pants and, like, starts getting after it. And I'm like, whoa. Goodness gracious. And uh, she says, as she's pulling my pants down, she says, sometimes dudes take off. And I was like, man, I, I know what that means already. But here's the thing. No matter how you feel about transsexuals, okay? For a man, for a straight man, there's a very, very different thought process. The way you feel about a transsexual just standing around hanging out at home, and the way you feel about a transsexual when she has her mouth, like, on you. Everything changes. And that's why I came to San Francisco, because I wanted to break through some old stereotypes. So, you know, a transsexual, and the worst part about it really was not suspecting that she still had some gear 